Good morning, everyone. It's Dr. P, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Inspirational Podcast. Hey, guys, it's Dr. Pete, and today I have a very special guest. His name is Kevin Girardin. I call him KG. You're going to love him. He's great. He's 21 years old, and he's got an interesting, fresh perspective on how things work. As a matter of fact, KG's way ahead of his time. The way he sees things and how he understands some of the things that are going on around him and the awareness that he has to understand that he doesn't know it all, it's pretty cool. I saw him in 2014 in my practice. He was young and green and overweight. He was seriously overweight. And this was a big thing that plagued him. And he's going to talk about it today on the podcast. But through a lot of love and support, including from myself, his parents, and others around him, he has really transcended himself from a place where he was miserable to a place where he feels powerful and he's hopeful for the future. So I hope you listen in to my conversation now with KG. And if you're a young person, remember, we all started somewhere and KG's one of those people on his way. So I hopefully... Something in his conversation with me today will spark some some passion of your own. So without further ado, here's me and my buddy KG. So KG, I've known you now for a while. Um, you're 21. Yep. When did we meet? I think I was 14 going to 15 in middle school around there. You were young. Yeah. You were in my practice. We met. Um, so much has changed since you were a young fella at 14 years old and now you're 21 and the change is wild. You got a beard for crying out loud. (laughs) I'd trim it. Yeah, but you know, I think back to the days when we started working together in my office that you had just been struggling along and that was kind of the beginning of how you and I developed our relationship. Um, What can you tell us about that time in your life? Very insecure. Didn't know what I want to do. Um, it actually all started because I was in gym class and some girl came over, well, told one of my friends, wow, you've gotten pretty big. Like, I don't know how to react. Like, that's the first time someone's ever said it. Like, I knew my weight. Right. You mean it was a weight issue that you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was around 210 pounds. Felt like crap every day. Wasn't really myself entirely then uh my friend told me what she said i wanted to go home balled out yeah called my mom she came and picked me up just started crying didn't know what to do and uh i told her i wanted to start working out understand nutrition and she so supportive yeah and you found me yep (laughs) you know i think back then there's a lot of young people today that are the victims of of um either blatant bullying or you know just the inability of kids to be sensitive because they don't have an awful life experience and it causes pain and hurt and obviously when you and i met um you know you had to make some pains your mom had brought you in for me to check you out but i remember when you were laying on my bench and it was evident that you were conscious about your weight and that you're trying to fix your clothes in a way that you could kind of close it off so nobody could see it. 
And yeah, I feel more comfortable. Yeah, right. And I'm like, oh man, I I don't want to see anybody have to suffer like that through that. And I remember you asked me, you know, do I know any good nutritionists? And that was kind of the thing that got us to go, hey, wait a minute, what's going on here? He wants to get rid of some of this weight and build himself up. And during those times, you and I had a lot of time to communicate and to talk and mm-hmm. we started changing some things. And what were the, some of the first things, changes that you made to get yourself back on track? Stayed away from box foods. <laughs> Stay uh, on the outside of the grocery store. Yeah. Just eat fresh foods that are actually beneficial to your body and not just that crappy chemicals that you have to, that you don't know what you're putting in your body. Like you can definitely feel a difference when you eat that crap. Yeah. And then go and eat clean for like a week. You feel like a whole nother person. I don't know how to explain it. So do you think anybody could do what you did? Of course. Yeah. It was just a matter of refocusing, wasn't it? And mindset. Yeah. What you want. Like, how did you know what you wanted back then? What was it that all of a sudden you just caught on fire? Uh, I was just fed up. Yeah. I just had enough. Yeah. You know, isn't it funny, Kevin, how just people, when it's their time to wake up, hopefully they do. And you did, right? It was your time at 14 years of age. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes people, you know, a lot longer, let's just put it that way, maybe decades to wake up and go, I don't like what I've created. That is the key, right? Yeah. We create ourselves. We're we're here, we're born, and then we create something. And by the time you hit 14, you were like, okay, I'm not digging what I'm creating here. I need need a navigator Mm -hmm. because I'm willing to drive, right? You are willing to do the work, but you need someone to help you to understand how to get to where you want to go. Exactly. And, And that was our relationship together we started to bond and that was a great time for both of us, I think. Yeah. I mean, I can speak from my perspective. I enjoyed having you in there. You're definitely a big part of my life. Yeah, appreciate that. And definitely an eye opener on a lot of things. Introducing me to uh, a workout place. Yeah. That I still go there. Yeah. Go ahead and press him right now. Give him a little extra. Cressy Sports Performance. There you go. Eric Cressy. He's also one of the most influential people in my life as well. He provided so many wonderful opportunities to learn and to be better at being an athlete, to be better at taking care of my own physical body. And I had the desire, as you did as well. Mm -hmm. And man, when you take a place like Cressy Performance and you put it together in your life, wow, you're at the tops of, of your physical fitness. And is your physical fitness now? Obviously, I look at you now and there's no sign of that chubby kid at 14 anymore. Yeah. There's, there's this strong, young, intelligent guy who's kicking ass in life. And are you still training like that? Of course, I don't, I don't feel 100% in my body. I mean, it's all mental. You just have to tell yourself, like, this is your body. This is what you have. You have to work with it. Yeah. You can't just go around and feel like, why am I not someone else? Right. But in reality, it's, that's your body for the rest of your life. Like you better just love it. You yeah. know, you better take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing that I noticed about you early on was you listened mm-hmm. and then you put in the work and then we saw some changes. We saw it pretty fast for you. Yeah. Your weight started to come down and because, you know, it, we, you and I had had this conversation that you just didn't have a lot of that male hormone yet, which was testosterone, which t- kind of leads our ship in the right direction, our physical bodies <clears throat> as men, right? But then we look at you back then and I go, okay, so he's 
he's got some time to mature in the physical realm of the body because the hormones haven't hit it. Mm-hmm. But if they hit it and you're already doing the things that are going to be good for you for the rest of your life, yeah. then it starts to happen fast, doesn't it? Yeah. It really did too. Do you remember when I gave that presentation at the town hall? Oh, of course. <laughs> My brother Paul and I were talking about you last night. I said, ah, KG's coming on. He goes, was that that young kid that was at that presentation? I said, yeah. I said, I think of you. And I, I see you sitting out there with those wide eyes and I had you know, introduced you to the crowd and here you are again, introduced another time. Nobody would know. If they saw you then and saw you now, they'd be like, who is this young man? And my wife said to me, KG's hot. He's a stud. I go, <laughs> Honey, calm down. She goes, no, I mean, he's built and he's strong. He looks amazing. I go, because he wanted it, you know, obviously. So I'm going to ask you a question. Who is it you're hanging out with? Are you hanging out with other people that have this understanding of where they want to be in life and this sense of humility? Or what's your your tribe looking like these days? So definitely playing showcase baseball and just hanging out with people that want to play. Yeah. Um, it's just the people who you surround yourself with. It, they were very supportive, um, especially at like Cressy Sports Performance. Yeah. Um, you're around people who know what they want. They want to go to college, play baseball. Right. And playing college, uh, playing baseball in college, it's, you have to have a mindset. You can't just fuck around and just right. party constantly and just not put in the work. You're just not going to get any results. Right. And my mentality is I get to do this once in my life. Right. And you only have four or five years of college, COVID, but yeah. Right. But, uh, why not go out with a bang? Right. Do your best. Look back. I gave it all I got. And it has to last your lifetime. Yeah. In these wonderful times, I mean, obviously you and I are both college guys. Uh, we went to college. We go to college. I, I went to college. You go to college. <laughs> uh, it's that type of thing that uh, it stays with you for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So you got to make the most out of those moments that you're in and make the best out of those moments. Because if college is a crappy experience, you know, that might stick with you for a long time. Yeah. But, you know, going to school initially, <clears throat> you took off and left. Where'd you go? Uh, New Mexico Mexico. Junior College. Yeah. Uh, It was a good experience. What'd you learn? Independence. Wow. How to deal with different people, diversity, an eye-opening of different people in the world. Because if I just stayed in Massachusetts all my life and just nowhere else, just New England in general. You'd be a mass hole. (laughs) I just wouldn't know other people out there are just just different and how to deal with them actually just knowing how to deal with them and how to adapt into different situations and yeah you've yeah. developed um <clears throat> developed and potentially had this all along though it's emotional intelligence mm-hmm. you see things a little deeper with a little bit more texture than maybe somebody else in your same peer group. You're 21 now. Yeah. So you're 21, you look at something. A lot of 21-year-olds in, that I've you know, um, gotten to know, uh, their perspective is a little different than mine and mm-hmm. maybe a little different than yours, right? They do want a party, and yet they're also kind of bummed out that they're not getting everything they want. Mm-hmm. But are they driven to go for it? 
I don't know. I hope they are. <clears throat> but then I meet somebody like you, or I know somebody like you, and I go, this is the next leader. You know, because out of your generation, there's going to be people that will go to the moon. But they, if they don't understand emotional intelligence over academic intelligence, then what is the difference? Well, academic intelligence is, is estimated to be worth about 75% of what really fuels you and makes you great. Excuse me. Academic is 25%. 75% is emotional intelligence and selling yourself, so to speak, selling that thing that is you, that you learned in school. When I say sell, I mean get people to come on and listen to you that mm -hmm. will take what you say and make something of it and follow you. Why not? You make sense. So having academics is important, but if you can learn how to emotionally apply it with other people, that's the key. You remember, like, let's just say this, you walked into my company and you're looking for a job. You give me a resume. It's a good resume. It's strong. Well, I got 50 others just like yours. So why you? Well, because I got a 3.95 GPA. So what? Mm -hmm. I got five of these people. I got four O's. Tell me why. Then you tell them something like, well, can we be real here? Sure, that's what I'm looking for. Life hasn't always been good, and I learned that really fast, that life is gonna suck sometimes, and that's the greatest time for me to learn. I wanna come on board for this company, and I'm not gonna just sit around and wait for the good times. I'm gonna take on the bad times and all of these important projects that we have that are ripping my brain out, and I'm gonna give you one million percent because that's who I am, because I'm a problem solver, not a problem creator. You win. They're like, are you kidding me? That's what it takes sometimes. And then we take your resume and we appreciate it. We put it in a drawer and then we watch the man lead. Watch the man work with others and make a difference in the world today. And that's what I want so much for your young generation. And that's the kind of guy that you are. But how did you get all this? Who was it that was your main influence in life? It had to happen at home, I assume. Or at least start there. Honestly, I don't know. What do you think? I, I just find this world very interesting. I just don't know what to make of it. It's I've been trying to find answers, how we were created, how we were... You can break it down to science or you can go to religion. Yeah. But I want the cold, hard facts. Like, the end result. Like, what is the actual reason we're here yeah. to this day? Like, it's, it's how a hard are question, we, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I... No one knows. No one knows. You can go into science. You can go into atoms, molecules, all that. Yeah. Like, okay, but we made up all that to indicate that's what we're focused, like, that's what it is. Yeah. But we don't know. Well, it's it's what it is, but we don't know what's potentially driving it all. Yes. Right? And it's like, yeah. that's the question for, you know, I assume that people have been asking since the inception of man itself. You know, and this is our desire for something greater than us because it has to be when you look around and go, wow. But then sometimes we act in such crappy and awful ways which alienate us from all that's good. We wind up on the dung heap of life going, what's wrong? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with you is you don't know who you are and you're trying to be like something else that seems to fit and seems to feel good today. It's called a fad. And then later you go, well, I'm, well, I'm not that. And then you do it again and again and again. You repeat the cycle until you get to a point in your life where you're like, what is this all about? This is a garbage shit show. I don't know what to do now. Yeah. And you need to be stripped down naked, so to speak, emotionally sometimes to realize you don't know shit. Yeah. And why not just be the person that you are? Well, I like cars. I like excitement. Well, then be it. I don't care if everybody in the world tells you you're out of your mind. They probably told Jeff Fuller and all of the, the great uh, guys that raced in NASCAR, they've told them the same thing. What did they say? Well, I don't care what you think. 
I'm going to do what makes me feel incredible. And in those moments, I assume that you probably have already had this, that some answers begin to come, not the definitive ones, but they're kind of like, like, <clears throat> like little teeny steps along a long, or um, what's what I'm looking for? The yellow brick road. I'm thinking of the wizard of Oz, right? It's one simple step at a time mm-hmm. and you just keep going and going. And then the forest seems to get really bright and you go, wow, I love it here. And then what happens? You get bitch slapped by life, right? And all of a sudden it's dark again. You're like, what do I do with this? In your generation, I'm trying to help them to see, please don't give up when it sucks. That's the most important time. That's when you learn everything, right? Yeah. You're a baseball athlete. So you played high school and baseball athletics and you were one of the leaders on the team. You were the catcher and the guy that pretty much was the glue that kept it together. Mm-hmm. And you told me a story once about a young man that was really losing his mind on your team and he was struggling with his academics. Nobody knew what was going on and he wound up alienating himself from the other team, from the other players on the team. And you sat him down and like, what is the deal with you? And that was the key. Do you remember that story that you told me? Tell me that again, because it was so good. So I told him, this is high school, right? Yeah. And you're going to, you're going to want to go to college, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, why not enjoy this moment with us and just do your best. Just cheer on us. Every, anything like put your, we'll just work your ass off out there. Like we're all in this together. Like why just, no one's out there to attack you or anything. It's all in your head. You just literally need to put your head down and just grind. Yeah. (laughs) Like being lazy. I mean, we all have our days. Right. Well, we, need, like, a, we need a reboot. I'm going to yeah. stay in bed today. But um, I don't I don't see a reason why you should just stay in bed all day and just beat yourself up because you have one life. Might as well make the best of it. No doubt. And so I would help him like with schoolwork or help him out with like going to these teachers. Hey, go see them. Like they help me. Right. Like all you have to do is just talk, tell them what's going on. People are understanding. They're just humans. They're just like us. I mean, it doesn't make a difference. They're just older. That's it. Right. They have more experience. But they but may the, still have a lot of insecurities as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just told them like, it might seem awkward in the moment, like asking help, asking for help. But in the end, you you need to like benefit yourself. Like you have to put in the work, ask for it. Right. No one's just going to give it to you. And you said this as a teenager. See, this is my point. You already have the emotional intelligence. And he was all over the place from, if I remember our story, mm-hmm. and, you know, really upset. And even though the other guys on the team were like, you know, he's being, he's not, he's not with us. But he wanted to be with you, but his academics were failing and he was struggling and he was trying to live up to some expectation, which was unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And you stepped in and said, I'll help you. And he just was like, wait, why, why would you do that? What do you mean, why would I do that to you? It was like, what? <laughs> why do I do that? Because that's what we do for each other. We help each other, especially yeah. if you're a team, right? I, I mean, can, isn't, isn't team athletics one of the greatest things in your life? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely could tell that it was something in his like personal life. Yeah. The reason why he was like that, he was like negative to people, just likes to pick, his, like, pick at people, right. try to take them off. Then I took a step back and looked at him like, 
there's got to be a reason why he's like this. No one's just like this. Right. There's always a freaking reason. It's like conditioning. He got yeah. conditioned, you know. It's like, so, why do you swing lefty? Yep. Because somebody conditioned you to hold the bat that way, and you began to do it, so you're a lefty. So I took a step back, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? You uh, you need help for uh, homework? He's like, yeah. I mean, I just don't understand this. I'm like, dude, you just got to ask. He's like, really? You, you do that for me? Hmm. I'm like, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're an asshole to people, and like, some people might not want to help you. But there's a reason why you're probably like this, and you just need someone to like be there for you in that moment. No one would wanted to help him, honestly. Right. Like, well, just there was, thought of him as a yeah. lost cause. Everybody was young and inexperienced themselves, but yeah. that's the point. I say you're like the beacon in, in the darkness. Mm-hmm. There's something that you've learned early in your life that you continue to embrace now in your life more than ever is that you know we need each other and that we just need to ask for help and then I'll give it to you. Now, that's your perspective, and I love that about you. That's why you're here today. And I'm like, I love the way you think. I like the way you address people. And at 21, you're beginning to ask the questions that many won't ask until they've gone through much more painful events of their lives. Like, what does it all mean? How do we just, why don't we just love and take care of each other? Those are simple questions, right? But they yeah. seem so like, they're not trending, you know? Everyone's out to get each other, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, it doesn't seem that way. You let me one-up you. Right. Let me like push your buttons, see if I can bring you down, see if I'm better than you. Right. But you're your own fucking, comp- like, you're competing against yourself. That's how I see it. Yeah. It's like, you can see, like, other people working hard. I'll look at them, like, oh, I'm going to train just as hard as him. Right. Like, that's when I, like, go to the gym. I'm surrounded by other baseball players. Right. Like, Guys that want to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. I want to work hard just, just as hard as them or even more. Right. If I don't, at the end of my workouts, if I don't feel like I put everything into it, I'd be like, wow, what a waste of my time. I just See, didn't do anything. So uh, part of your tribe is the Cressy Performance Center because that's where yeah. there's a lot of like-mindedness. Now, it doesn't mean we're, that Cressy Performance uh, athletes are better than anybody else. It's just that no. their mindset seems to regulate or resonate around you know, camaraderie and, and getting the best out of each other. So it's yeah. push, 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 Everyone's push. there for the same reason, just to get better get better at life, you know? Right. And that's the beauty of it. I'm glad you said that because through athletics, you've developed connections with people, which makes life a better place to be. Mm-hmm. And even though there's, the thing is, there's going to be a lot of darkness for all of us at times, you know, we have to go through the dark times in order to be able to see the light. But if you look around us every morning, the sun rises since mm-hmm. the beginning of man, beginning of time, I assume. Right. Mm-hmm. And then every night it goes down just like the ocean ebbs and flows. So our emotional states, they ebb and they flow. Athletes don't win every time they play. They don't perform the best every time they do, but they strive for it. And that's the key for you that I see is that you've been striving for this forever and it doesn't seem like it's ever going to stop. I hope it doesn't because you're so, you're so mature at 21, yet you also recognize that there's so much more that I got to learn. And buddy, I'm 56 saying the same thing. Oh my God. I, <laughs> so I get up every day and just stay at it. Every yeah. year I look back like when I was 18, 19 and just 20, I'd be like, I think I know what I'm doing. Like when I'm 20 years old or 19 years old, I'll look at myself. I think I got this figured out. Yeah. But then two years go by. Well, I didn't know shit when I was <laughs> like two years younger. Right. Like, right. I feel like you've figured it out. Well, but. think about you and I when we met. 
you met me at around that 14 year old age bracket. Now you're 21. Think of the difference and what your development and what you think about and how you address the world and yourself compared now as compared mm-hmm. to back then. It's a complete 180. Although the man is still there. His spirit is always there. But the way he's been able to develop is really important. You know, they always say that practice makes perfect, but I believe that perfect practice makes perfect. You strive to be great. Some days you work out, you don't have a lot of weight. You're just working on techniques today so that when the weight does arrive, you're really great at it, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, I love this. And having that experience in baseball and athletics, that's got to fuel you and carry you forever. And you played some college baseball as well. Yep. Yeah. What was that experience like? more it's very competitive everyone's working their ass off every time like they're on the field for a reason like they got there for a reason they put the time they put the effort they put grit they just hours in the gym in the cages hitting throwing everything just all coming together since you were like five years old playing t-ball or something like that right just it all just comes down to muscle memory there's no okay what what should i do it's just bang, bang plays. like And all those oh, kids, all those other this. athletes, those athletes have been playing yep. for a long time. So you're not playing with maybe high school kids who are picking it up as an elective or, you know, they're just getting involved. These are guys that are becoming serious about wanting to play and play their best and play as a team. Yep. So the, the level of competition had to soar quite a bit after you, mm-hmm. you know, when you got into college baseball. Definitely comes down to chemistry yeah. with your teammates, communicating, being to have that, being able to have that relationship with the pitcher. Like as a catcher, you got to create that trust with the pitcher knowing that I'm going to be able to catch the ball, being able to give him the right calls and having him, me having the trust in him, being able to hit those spots. Right. And honestly, those bonds I've created with those pitchers aren't, the same with like anything else it's right. it's a weird feeling when it comes to sports because you two are trying to do as much as you can to win do you find it hard want. to define what that feels like is it, is it something it's, that just has to be experienced it's like a a warm feeling in a way yeah like when everything just connects and they're able to hit their spots and everyone in the field is making those plays everyone's just doing yeah. their job and they're all feeding off of each other. Yeah. Energy, vibes, everything. But it seems as though the energy comes from behind the plate. And pretty much every baseball player who's ever played serious baseball understands that. That yeah. the pitcher, like you look at the Red Sox when they had uh, Mirabelli, he was the catcher when um, uh, the knuckleballer, um, that was his name, uh, Tim Wakefield was pitching. If Mirabelli wasn't in there, it was difficult for anybody else to catch um, um, Wakefield. And Wakefield struggled with other people. So then they brought Mirabelli back because mm. they were like, we've got to bring him back for our boy because he knows how to handle him with kid gloves. And he made that connection, so to speak, that was so dynamic. And when the catcher and the pitcher have made a dynamic connection, then you start looking at the third baseman, the second baseman, the shortstop, the right fielder. They're watching it. And then they become one. You think about your outfield. You've got three guys in the outfield. They're the, uh, the hapless idiots out in the outfield, right? They have an identity of their own. Then they run to the infield, and the infield has an identity of its own. The pitcher and the... And the uh, um, and the catcher have their identity. And here's the beauty. Every bit of that identity is all woven into a single fabric. 
which is we will fight and die for each other. That's the way it goes. And if you can learn that through sports, which you obviously have, and it's become your life, then you extrapolate that. You take it out of sports and go put it into a relationship. Go put it into your schoolwork. Go put it into public service. Put it into family. And before you know it, people respect you so much and your, your, um, your tribe is beginning to expand exponentially with other people that are like that. And you may start out in the tribe kind of in the lower part of the totem pole, because of your age and experience, but it won't be long. You'll be up at the top leading others who are in your position and bring them up. This is a piece that I think I like about you quite a bit is that like no man is ever left behind. That's a great thing to do for, for a baseball team, number one. And you did it. And you were a teenager doing it. I was like, damn, you rock. I'll definitely say um, when I see someone quiet or something like that on the team and like, you can tell like those outgoing kids will like pick on them or something like that because yeah. they're not vocal or not. They're not like them, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly, I just put myself in their position. Those kids that are quiet because I was quiet too. Right. You can know what they feel oh, like. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll just create conversations like, Hey, how's it going? Just small talk. But then eventually it'll just, you'll create like meaningful conversations and then get to know them. Yeah. But they're in their own little world in their head and just got to open them up because usually I just put myself in their position. Yeah. Like, well, you've been in those positions and you pulled yourself yeah. through those, yep. through those dark times. There's more dark times to come, you, which means you're going to be better and better. No sailor ever learns how to sail on a placid ocean, right? Mm -hmm. He needs something that really is going to test him. And the beauty for you is that, and I go back, I think about it as a catcher. It's the catcher who's the glue for the whole damn thing. I don't care who you are. That's where it starts. And you are actually in that position. I, and I know you love that position. But the question is, why did you love that position so much? I don't know. Maybe it was, uh, you know, maybe it was the universe telling you that you're the guy who's supposed to be doing this. So you naturally aggregated towards that or it, it was just, it, it made sense when you were talking about it. I, I'm I'm catcher. so I want to be. And when I kept saying, thinking of you, like you're not big enough to be a catcher. But now you are. <laughs> it just takes time to grow into that spot. Yeah. But you've got what you need. You've always had it. You're going to keep doing it. What I like about it is that, what I like about our conversation, especially with you, is you look back and you see that there are other kids that are in their 20s now like yourself. And they they struggle with perspective to see what's really going on. They try to validate themselves by inappropriately behaving in ways that seems to look like it's bolstering them but it's also at the pain of somebody else's peril. And I think that sucks. And you're not that kind of guy. You seem to be that kind of guy that wants to protect those who at the moment are kind of, I don't want to say incapable, but not sure how to protect their own soul so that they can just be who the hell they want to be. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like in a new environment. Yeah. When I went to my new school at Framingham, I didn't know what to expect. Just went in there, did my own thing didn't really talk that much. Um, you could definitely tell the, the cocky juniors, seniors, other sophomores that already have been there, yeah. already set the tone. I just went in there, just did my own thing. Some of them didn't like it. Like, oh, this, what is this kid doing? Like, right. thinks he runs this place. But I didn't talk. Right. I just... Acted. Yeah, just played, yeah. did my own thing. And then just let that do the talking honestly yeah. and i gained their respect 
when they wanted to talk, I talked. Right. Um, it just comes down to talking at the right time, right place, right setting, and just go with the flow. That's a big thing, not forcing something. Right. You can't force something. Once you do that, I have found that it can go in multiple directions. They can perceive you as something else like that. They won't get to know like who you really are. Just going with the flow, like, hey, we're going to go do this. I'm like, sure. Right. Just go with it. You don't want to be judged every yeah. time you make a choice or a decision. Yep. And the way to avoid that is to stop judging somebody else with their way of yep. doing things. Everyone has their flaws. No one's perfect. Right. Think Why do you have to? Nobody wants to be. I mean, anybody wants to be perfect. It's crazy. You know, it's the imperfections that make you who you are. Exactly. By the way, you're quiet. I'll, yep. I'll just say, generally speaking, you're a quiet guy. Yeah. Most people would never believe this about me, but I was the shyest child in the history of the planet. I couldn't look at my own uh, cousins and aunts and uncles in the eye. I would hide behind my mother like, what? We can't shut you up. You're not shy at all. I said, well, listen, I acted in a shy manner because I didn't have a lot of life experiences and I had a lot of feelings and a lot of questions as, as do you. I think we're so alike like that. Mm-hmm. And then with time and experience, you become more confident in what to say, when to say it, how to say it. And even though you'll still screw it up a few times, that's just to polish up the thing. It's like when you pick a new baseball, you throw it out to the pitcher. He wants to rub it a little, right? Make sure he's got his he's got his tack to the ball. Well, we need to do that once in a while. We need to just kind of polish up our act and get better and better and better. And even at my age, at you know my mid-50s, I deal with and help people all the time. And then I step back and I go, I think I could have done that better. And you're saying the same thing at 21, right? Yeah. I think I could do that better. What is it that I need to do? I don't know yet, but I feel my way through everything. And the emotional part is really the key, isn't it? If you can't settle your emotions and you can't control them, then they're going to control you. And that happened to you early on until, you know, you had made some shifts and you and I spent a lot of time together, right? Yeah. Holy crap. I- my, uh, my drive definitely in losing weight was anger, just pure hatred anger getting pissed off just using that to drive i would work out like after school every time sometimes i wouldn't want to go but then i would just like get up like what are you doing like this is your goal go to the gym at like nine o'clock when i'm like 16 17 years old going to the gym at a 24-hour fitness gym yeah and then i get back and then i'm like i'm tired i don't want to go to school but then like there were sacrifices like grades and stuff like that. But then I had to like take a step back. Like, what am I doing? I need to plan better. Like grades are important. You got to be able to do all in school in order to get up in the world. Right. I know that losing weight will be a small part of my life and I'm getting it out of the way right now right. and understanding nutrition. Um, but nutrition is the biggest thing. Yeah. Like all these companies marketing all their crappy ass snacks, brands and stuff like that just to reel you in all the sugar, carbs. It's so shit. Yeah. Like if you really break it down and look at the ingredients, who the fuck knows <laughs> all those words? Like I know. Okay, why don't you just, dextrose, you yeah. know, uh, something lethicin. It's like, what is going on back here? Yep. Yeah, instead of like you said, 
you eat more whole foods, yeah. you wind up doing better. And of course, when you put it to work, like in the gym, the way you have, you see the results of good nutrition, good emotional stability, hard work, labor-intensive workouts. And what do you get from it? Development. It's it's player development, right? Doesn't every great sports league have player development? Yep. We want to help them in so many different ways. Maybe that'll be part of your future. Hmm. Player development. You never know. There's going to be great things, obviously, coming out for you. I know that. But So let me ask you this. I ask a lot of the young guys that come on, and I want to ask you as well. How difficult is it right now in the present 2020 time for you to be able to be socially connected with others? And, and that includes relationships, like uh, uh, intimate relationships. Is this all become very difficult for you guys in 2020? I think so. Um, I'm personally a person that would rather be face-to-face face with people instead of just constantly FaceTiming and stuff like that or yeah. texting because that's not really who they are behind that phone. Yeah. You're literally looking into a device and spending all your time in front of that screen instead of being in front of someone else, really f- having that vibe, that connection that you can't have over the phone. I mean, you'll feel that vibe a little bit, yeah. but it won't be the same. I feel like I'm talking into a f- just a little tiny device the whole entire time. Right. Now, are they really listening on the other side? I can't tell. You can't really see their facial expressions. No. They might be having it face down, just talking or well, texting. They're texting simultaneously with you. They're texting you their thoughts. You're texting them your thoughts. And then there's a delay between the text because you're typing and then it's disconnected. Yeah. Disjointed conversation. I don't feel connected right. at all. Yeah. And here's the funny thing, Kev, because if you go back, not funny, the irony is that we, we can't blame that on COVID either. Because mm-hmm. in 2019, 2018, and 2017, people were doing the same thing. We're just doing it more. We're disconnecting more and more and more. The connection is the key. Connection drives our joy and our happiness. It makes us who we are. But without it, we're in tough, tough we're in a tough place, right? And I'm seeing more and more of the younger generation right now. Their brains are cooking from what they're experiencing, or should I say what their lack of what they're experiencing, which is that connection. Mm-hmm. You and I were talking earlier about some of your friends who are just like scared to death over coronavirus, right? Yeah. They don't even know what it looks like. They haven't studied it. They don't understand virology. Not that they should, but I'm just saying they don't know. So they're just going to take in what's told to them. Off of uh, media. Yeah, of a television. Media. And how can you trust Hearing from their parents. Right. I have so many people that are so afraid. I had somebody recently that, you know, decided to attack me for something I said in my office that was just funny. I was like, yep. You know, they took away your Thanksgiving. Well, they took away the Thanksgiving and then they... Um, wouldn't allow people to visit. You could have friends and family over. And I understand at the end of the day, but it was a funny moment and it just come out and I said, you know what? I'm having 35 people at my house for Thanksgiving and we're not wearing a mask, which was a joke, right? It was a funny thing. Somebody in my office just that I've known for a long time decided to, you know, take offense to that and then write me a bunch of words that didn't hit my ear very well, didn't appreciate them. And I'm like, you're losing your mind over stuff you can't control. and You're not going to be there. What, who the fuck cares? <laughs> right? It's like, go away. Because today in America, and I think when, I, when this 2020 happened and COVID hit, I was, really, I was really angry in the first few 
weeks or months at watching the response, not of people, so to speak, but how we were being controlled and told what to do, whatever they were feeding us. Then I, I began to understand that people are very lost. Not everybody, of course, but those that are just get lost in their mind and they go through a daily grind of junk, they're not developing and they're not getting ready for their one great moment. Here comes a pandemic. What do you do now? It'd be like being called up to play in the uh, in the playoffs in Major League Baseball because you were in AAA and haven't worked out in three months. You're getting the call. Are you ready? Well, I might be mentally, but you ain't physically ready. You're not even close. You got to be ready for things because when the time comes, it's time to go. One mentor once told me that you know to be lucky means that you're um, you're prepared for any opportunity. You have to be prepared. I'm like, well, then I'm the luckiest son of a gun there is because I'm constantly prepared for the next major thing coming down the line. But when COVID hit, there aren't a lot of people who are ready for that. And now they're on a really an emotional roller coaster and it's causing major, irre- I don't say irreparable, but it almost seems like it's irreparable damage to the way the brain processes. And now they're being conditioned so strongly to see the negative and to be afraid, which is what I believe was the intended goal by whoever put this all together, right? Is to scare the shit out of us. Yeah, I don't want to be scared. What am I afraid of? I mean, come on, afraid of dying? I'm going to die tomorrow anyway. I mean, there are a million things that could take me out. 2.5 million people died in America for the last 15 years in a row, including this year. So this whole covid thing, it's real. It's important. But mm-hmm. for the young people at home, it's like, what's a, what, what advice would you give to the other peer groups that you're in right now? What What's going to help them? to stop worrying like crazy about all the stuff that's going on? What's some, some things that you could, that you've done to settle yourself? I think if you're just cautious of who you're around and just social distance and just not literally get up in their face, like people usually would like at a party, like everyone's up against each other. Right. Something like that, or just talking really close to one another or sitting next to each other. Just, Give some space. Like, that's about it. Is it possible, though, that you're going to have to do some of this alone, this get through this process alone? And if you're if you are alone, let's just say that loneliness is not a great thing. It leads to depression and anxiety and other things. But what if you like KG gets sent home for, I don't know, a month, two months or whatever he does going to school. I already know one thing that you've done, which has helped you to deal with the present situation, whether it's COVID, AIDS, SARS, doesn't matter what it is, right? How do you deal with it? Well, you wake up every day with a great attitude, which I know you do. You don't let the environment dictate to you how you're going to feel. You know, I'm going to crush it no matter what. And then you go where? To Cressy Performance and you get a workout. Then after the workout comes, do you buckle down on your schoolwork? Yes. And after your schoolwork's done, do you get a good sleep in? Yes. Do you get up the next day with a great attitude and train your physical body? Yes. Do you work on your emotional and phys- and your mental status with school? Yes. Do you also listen to other people and then get inquisitive about asking questions about human development, communication? Yes. In other words, KG, you're as busy now as you've ever been, right? During a COVID thing and yeah. developing yourself. Because when this thing is quote unquote transitioned, if we can call it that, you're right where you were before you left. Hungry achieving, working through things, problem solving. What's the difference? You're still doing the same thing, right? Uh, yeah, technically, I'm, nothing has really changed, to be honest with you. Like yeah. once, the, once the gym started to open, everything just went back to normal. The only thing I miss is like big group gatherings, 
Sure. Sometimes. And dating. Yeah. Because it's hard to date at this time. Seeing other people, just creating new connections like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I can just, I have my whole life to party. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Like drinking is not everything. Right. Uh, I'm not a big fan of drinking. Yeah. Makes me feel like crap the next day. I mean, hangovers, but just in general, my body just doesn't break down. Like I don't have the enzymes to break it down that well, but I don't have a problem with that. How about six pack or deadlift? What would you rather do? I'd rather be strong than have a six pack. Honestly, before my answer was. Remember, remember, I don't need six pack here. I mean, six pack of Budweiser. Six pack of Budweiser, whatever that, that's, that makes people feel a certain way. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you go in the gym and you deadlift and you have crushed it today. Which is the better feeling for you? Crushing it in the gym. There you go. I get a high when I'm done with my workout. Right. All the endorphins from your brain are cooking because your brain is in concert with dreaming of greater days to come. And the action that you take every day is that thing that's making it possible, right? You're crushing it. And even though you've got a long way to go, the question is, where are you going? Uh, You know, there's another one of our questions. Where the hell are we all going? We're going straight to the grave if you want to look at it that way, because that's what we all have in common, isn't it? So what is the most important thing? I don't know. Each person has to define that. I'm going to define it as connection. It's what you make of it. Exactly. It's it's, it's the time you spend, for me, it's the time you spend with others, helping to improve the quality of their lives, which gives you some sense of purpose. And for me personally, it gives me a sense of purpose. And I like that. That's why I have a podcast. I'm like, I want to just share what I've learned about life with others. And I want someone like yourself to share your perspective about what you're experiencing. And I have to say that, you know, you're on a path somewhere which is pretty exciting and I'm going to continue to watch this past obviously but it's amazing to watch you and take what you've learned in life and put it together at this young age you might think oh you're snowballing me I am not I'm telling you there's not a lot of 21 year olds who see it the way you see it you're destined to lead at this moment and yet you always must have what this is my little advice for you you have to have responsibility with your knowledge and the things that you know I definitely can't be where I am without both my mom and dad yeah they've taught me so much um, right from wrong, what to do in situations, observe what the situation's going to be like instead of just going in willy-nilly, being that loud kid who's just, who's just going to shoot shots and right. just start swearing everywhere and just saying a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Um, Sounds like you've learned about humility as well through yeah. this process, that you could be better and somebody mm-hmm. else may already be much more advanced than you, but you're not going to hold anything against them, any contempt, you actually see it and say, I want to, I want to be more like that myself, but you know, you can't change who you are, so to speak. You just become a better version of who you are. Start to recognize that I don't need to act like I'm bigger than the world Mm -hmm. because I'm not, but I am part of this world that everybody is made of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen. You and I know that because we love academics and that makes us organic, right? So if we're all organic, then we're all part of the earth. We're all part of it. We're all part of something. And man will just judge the hell out of each other like crazy and screw up a wet dream, as we always, as I always say. It's just, man, why can't we just love each other instead of hate on each other so much? Instead of looking at each other saying, well, he has more than I do and he got it because his daddy gave it to him or his mommy gave it to him for free and he has a new car that he didn't pay for. How about he worked really hard to get it? And you could have it too. Why can't we inspire each other? I was going or like to, those parents worked hard so that their kids could have those nice things. Yeah. And then you being one of those, those kids from those homes, 
I assume that life will smile upon you and you'll build a life, hopefully with somebody else, and you'll have a family. And you repeat some of those incredible values that you learned at home. But also remember this, that you come from mom and dad, Mm -hmm. but you are not mom and dad. You are KG. Who put you here? I don't know. You guys can decide what that is. But I know one thing, that you are here and you're here to make a difference. And making a difference is to sometimes speak out. This is your first podcast. You know, we, we talked about that a second ago and people who are listening go, KG, it's your first podcast? He goes, hey man, got to get out of your comfort zone and make it happen. I've always said this, that the comfort zone, only only a few things grow in the comfort zone. It's bacteria, mold, fungus, and some virus. That's the only thing that ever grows in, a, in, in that zone. Get out of your zone. Get out there and experience life. And you and I have talked about this before. This is something you totally believe in, is that get out and experience everything you can so that you can have more to work with as you move forward in your life. What's going to be the next move for you in your life now? You're 21. School is over when? Hmm. Like the end of school? Like Like, when do I graduate? Yeah. I'm hopefully, I'm going to definitely go for my... Uh, probably a master's. Master's degree. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna make money. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Have a job that I'm happy with, not a job that I'm gonna like. Freaking, <laughs> I don't want to say that, but uh, grind my eyeballs out and just yeah. like freaking want to cry and go home every day. Yeah, sit just, in a cubicle, make a bunch of money, but not enjoy the process. Yeah, want to yeah. do something that I can move around, not sit on my ass all day. Yeah. Because body's made to move around. Absolutely. You can't just stay in one spot all day. You're just going to lock up, feel like crap. Like, you got to stay active, honestly. What is your degree in? Management. Management. What about sports management? Yeah, sports management. Well, I've got the end for you. Because I, my friend Chris Valente, hey Chris, if you're listening, director of marketing for the Boston Red Sox, he has a, uh, a podcast on just that. And he would love to help you because he, he's just like you, who's now that much older, who wants to help others. And in sports management, he's the man. And so is his buddy. And what do they do? They help foster young guys like you how to become more involved in sports management. What does it take? If you're going to be in management, what better place for an athlete like you than in sports management? I'm going to need to run your life, but you're like, is that possible? Yeah. And by the way, your tribe extends and grows by with the people that you know, and whatever you breathe into it, you get out of it. You can't make it a withdrawal from the bank until you make a deposit into it. So you make as many early on deposits as you can, put in the work, which is what you'll do. You may find yourself the director of marketing for the Boston Red Sox at some time in your life and go, how on earth did I get here? Through determination, through hard work, consistency, never giving up and fielding all of the, the, you know, the, the balls that hit me in the knees and in the shoulders and in the head, so to speak, you got to take all that crap that goes with it. I said recently, I don't know if I said on the podcast or not. It's like, when you look at the beautiful rose, everybody wants a beautiful rose, but many can't handle the thorns that it takes to handle the rose. So you have to know that you're going to get both. You're going to get junk with the good stuff. If you're praying for rain, there's mud coming with it. That was from, uh, uh, Denzel Washington movie, The Equalizer. I heard it the other night. I was like, that makes sense, man. You wish for sports management and you crush it. You're going to work your nuts off for a long time. But at some point, the experience just turns into this great feeling of life and helping others and having a forum to do it on a big forum is pretty cool. I mean, if you help one person, which I mean, you're, we discussed that one thing you already did, you can already do that. 
What if you were to extend your, you know, who you are and become just amazing who you actually are now? People will see it. They're seeing it now for the first time. They got your likeness on the YouTube channel. Now you're on my podcast. I'm like, who's this Kevin G? Now someday when you have more and more progressive things that have happened and you've learned so much more and you're in high positions, I'll say, I was the first one. <laughs> I had him on first. And there's a reason for us to be here today because this is, this is what I love doing. I'm actually living the dream that you're living, but you're going to consistently develop. And it doesn't have to be any more than this, just hanging out with people, hoping that perspective wins the day and that your peer groups will hear your message and go, wow, that guy's the same age as us, but he thinks different. And most of them might have ugly things to say. It only takes one though, Kev, right? It takes one. It takes one doctor to meet one young boy who says, you're going to be an incredible young man. And then you did it. And was it because of me? Hell no. But it was fun to be along for the ride though, wasn't it? <laughs> we had a lot of conversations about yeah. a lot of things. I'd take care of you in five minutes and then we'd talk for half an hour about just how things are. Yep. And, and you've taught me just as much because seeing it through a different clear lens of a young man like yourself, it reminds me of what I've already been through. So I reflect and I go, wow, that was amazing. And I feel what you feel. Not all of it, but I'm like, just that athletics and the connection and the parents. And that's that's where I come from. And not everybody's fortunate like you and I, right? They don't all have those support structures. But I would test anybody and say, you can make those structures if you change your mind, right? If you change the way you see things and the way you want to address the world, because you've done this and you're going to continue to do it over and over and over. I don't think we'll ever see the end of you until, you know, until, until the whole thing goes uh, belly up. But, you know, I'm pretty excited that uh, for where you are right now. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, what will be the next biggest move for you? Graduate? Look for a job. Is it possible, though, that you could be coaching in the future? I could see myself coaching, yeah. Yeah. Um, but right now, honestly, my goal is to win a college championship. I think that's my goal right now. Sweet. Just trying to go day by day, not trying to think about too much into the future because I'll get overwhelmed. Like, there's only so much you can control, but I can control on me getting better in that sense of being able to come together as a team and do my part on the team. Yeah. Um, I think that's just where I'm at in my life because sometimes I'll think about, Oh, what am I going to be doing in 10 years? Am I going to have a job? Am I going to be well off? Am I going to be making enough money to be able to support myself or my significant other? Yeah. Your family. Or, pay for the house and all that like yeah. am I enjoying my job but like if I keep on thinking about that I'm just gonna beat myself up might as well just be in the moment right because in a matter of 10 years I'm gonna look back holy shit I'm fucking 30 31 <laughs> already yeah because I already do that like I yeah. look back geez I was 15 years old going through all that shit yeah and here you are yeah yeah you know, someone said to me, and I believe this wholeheartedly, I try to live this way. I live for the moment, and that moment is right now, today. I'll just plan for tomorrow, but I'm going to live for today. Because if I start looking too far into the future, even myself, I'm going to get anxious and overwhelmed. And if I look behind me to see the things that have affected me negatively, well, then I'm going to feel like a victim, and I'm going to act like one, and that's not going to work either. So just stay in the moment. And I love who I am. Everyone's through. 
everyone's just trying to be a better version of themselves. Yeah. Like whatever someone did something mean to you back then, they, <laughs> something definitely lashed back at them yeah. and then they stopped. Right. They learned their lesson the hard way, most likely. But it's like second chances. I kind of believe in them. Yeah. Um, people can change. I mean, I changed. Yeah. In a sense of like my image and everything like that because I wasn't happy. Right. You had to find your lane. Yep. Yeah. And when you find it and you're in it, it feels good. Yep. But there could be a time in all of our lives when that lane needs to shift. We need to put on the directional and move to the other lane, whatever that is, for whatever yep. reason that may be. And you got to know it's okay. And yep. if you're in the wrong lane and somebody's, you know, tailing you, nah, okay, maybe I picked the wrong lane. <laughs> and then you just change. It's just like, it's a constant evolution of the way you see life around you. And it hmm. changes, it can change from minute to minute, right? So why get your panties in a wad, as we say? Why not just enjoy the moments that you have, work hard, get up tomorrow and repeat it. Wake up with a good attitude of gratitude. I just did a little Instagram post the other day and I, I, that's something I live by. I wake up and I feel gracious and happy for all that I have. Why wouldn't I? And by the way, did I create it? Yeah, I certainly did. But I had some help along the way. I had people that were there, supportive, that helped to show me things that I might not have seen before so that I can stop wasting time doing frivolous junk that doesn't mean anything anyway, which is stressing and anxious, being anxious. Am I anxious? Sure. How much? Really very limited. And when I'm there, I know how to bounce back out of it quickly because it's my head doing it to me. It's no one screwing me. I'm screwing myself. You know, we've talked about that, you and I, before. We're in, we have to be accountable for our own way of thinking and seeing the world. Mm -hmm. And even though the, it looks dark sometimes, okay, so it is. But don't make more out of it than it needs to be. Yeah. Just get up tomorrow and then, and then rock and roll. Just go day by day. Yep. All right. So listen, um, I loved having you on today. And will you come back? 100%. Yeah, and you've had your first podcast with me. I really enjoyed it, and I loved your perspective. And I know a lot of the young kids out there who are facing a lot of difficulties in life will hear your message and go, that guy seems to have it going on, and you do. So I want to say thanks a bunch for coming on. Need a quick fist pump to go with it. And um, we'll see you soon. And I want to thank my audience and everybody listening at home. Uh, you can also catch this podcast on YouTube because I'm going to use it as a uh, video podcast as well. The um, You can catch me under Dr. Peter Prococo on YouTube. But uh, without further ado, KG, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season with you and your family. Thank you. And uh, we'll chat with you soon. Merry Christmas. You too, kid. Ciao.